Ken Dog, what episode are we on now? Forty, bro. Forty-eight. Hey, yo, it feels it feels like in, in, in Halo <laughs> time. This is episode fifty. We're like floating in space after a battle. <laughs> Not sure if we're gonna make it. Because <laughs> here's the thing: like the listeners get it in a nice, like clean. I say clean. It's kind of dirty because we're figuring it out. <laughs> but uh, they get it in a semi-organized. Bit by bit, right? Meanwhile, you and I have to scrounge through like four different books to get to one date. Like even before we started recording this episode, we were like trying to find the reference point for, for one detail that is only going to be mentioned for three seconds. <laughs> so it's different on our ends. It feels I, I like be- forever. <laughs> <laughs> I believe I believe you once told me in an episode, this is why they pay us the big bucks. <laughs> They do not pay us. I take it back. <laughs> there is no payments. Oh, yes, there is. But hearts and minds, Wayner. You know the strategy so well. Hearts and minds. <laughs> God. But before we get into it, I think we need to introduce ourselves because apparently that's something that we have to do on episode whatever we're on. We're episode siete, episode seven, man. Really? You sure we're not on the ocho? Not yet. No, next week is is the ocho. We're bringing dodgeball back. <laughs> well, gravity ball in this case. <laughs> Grab ball. <laughs> no, it was dodgeball. Or was it was it Anchorman? No, it was dodgeball. Was it dodgeball? dodgeball had ESPN. ESPN the Ocho, ESPN the- uh, freaking uh, my man's from um, Ozark. He was the announcer. That's right. You're right. What's his name, Ken Dog? Yeah. Are we gonna have a repeat of last week? Oh, no. <laughs> we- oh absolutely, y'all. So the so the main actor of Ozark is uh, <laughs> is Jim Carrey, <laughs> David fucking Spade. <laughs> Yo, why wasn't David Spade it's- in that movie? That's a David Spade movie. <laughs> Jason Bateman. It is, isn't it? It's Jason Bateman. Yeah, it's Jason Bateman. <laughs> Oh yes. man! But I heard the show ended badly. I'm I'm still on the first episode, but that's all I got for you. <laughs> I finished the first season and then um I just never picked it back up. Not because it was bad or anything. It was just one of those that it got it fell behind. So um I'm I'm wrapping up the newest season of Ink Master, and by newest I mean the last one they did. <laughs> and then I'll move on to something else. <laughs> Yeah. Bro, it's funny how that show made me care about tattooing, and I never got a tattoo. 
<laughs> you never got a tattoo? Yeah, we're we're there's a family tattoo we're thinking about getting, so it's on the horizon. We just gotta uh, nail it down, if you know what I mean. No, I don't know what you mean. Please explain it to me. Uh, based on your answer, I know what the kind of person you are. Is, so. <laughs> oh shit! But hey, everyone, and welcome to this episode of You, Me, and Lore. With you as always is me, Brandon Wainer, and with me as always is the co-host of the Ocho, Kenny Gomez. They call me Ponce de, de Leon out here in these streets. And we're on Mondays through Fridays from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Pacific Standard. ESPN, the, ESPN, the Ocho. I know, El Ocho. I know of at least seven people who are going to think that we're being serious right now. Off the top of my head, seven. <laughs> like... I, need a, I need to find an ESPN, the Ocho graphic and like put it on a, on a picture and post it as a profile. <laughs> Just sell it. Just for a day. <laughs> Oh man. Um so real quick, let's just rock out the fucking resources. Um it's pretty much the same as last episode. Halo the Fall of Reach, Halo Silent Storm, Halo Contact Harvest, Halo Shadows of Reach, the official Spartan Field Manual, and then Halsey's Diary. A lot of it is gonna be coming from Contact Harvest as well as Halsey's Diary. Wait a With that being said, Ken Dog, I think you I think you said that you have some people that you want to do some out shouting to, I think is how you oh. phrased it. Oh, the the up shouting. That's right. I want to yell it from the rooftops. Yeah, you you fiddle I want to yell away it from on the, the mountains. So I wanna I wanna give a shout out to a buddy of mine. Um first first and foremost, the man has recently become a Twitch affiliate. So my man is is up and coming. Stepping his game up. Um, I've known this man for years. He was he was my co-captain, my confidant in uh, high school. But if you got some time, please check out Be Seeing You Later. And it's B-C-I-N-G-Y-O-U-L-H-R on Switch. Check him out. He plays a variety of games. Uh, shooters, RPGs, you name it. My man's there. Check him out. Good quality fun. Also, congrats to him and his and his lady on their new uh, bundle of joy. Shout outs to them. Also, and my man do he has a little co captain as well, and it's his cousin called Are You Seeing This? So you can catch them both on Twitch. Man. And those are my shout outs, Brandon. Man, we got a lot of Twitch. We got a lot of Twitch affiliates. I I believe we are we're Twitch thoughts. Brandon, <laughs> pretty much like we might as well just fucking throw it I up on like just a random Twitch forum. Like, hey, people just randomly say that we know you, <laughs> even if we don't at this point. <laughs> I'm just going to make up fucking tragic backstories and shit every episode. <laughs> make my own goddamn lore. <laughs> the listeners don't know. <laughs> but the li- listeners don't know. Not only are we known in the streets at Twitch. We were there when it was just in TV. We helped change it. it. <laughs> this is a lie. Please don't sue us. I'm just kidding. <laughs> God, please. Man, it kind of makes me think about how, like, when I when I said it to you, I was like, we're both dungeon masters, and we have, like, all of our listeners are just newbies at the table, so they don't know any better <laughs> like, to challenge us. <laughs> like, oh, God. <laughs> Oh hell! But um, so where we left off last time, we left off a derelict ship. Is picked up by another spaceship. 
way the fuck off from its total fucking trajectory where it was supposed to be. Um, our main man, Sergeant Avery Johnson, he just stepped foot on on Harvest to do cool guy stuff. He's not quite sure what he's doing there yet. He's got an idea, and we'll get into that because um, there are certain events that led him to be there. It wasn't just like Oni wanted to send him somewhere, so they threw it randomly. There's a reason he's there. And then we kind of left the Spartans. Um, we are going to go a little bit back in time. Just a little bit. And oh, about to hit it with the Wayne's World. <laughs> no, it's because so, you know, last episode we had a good flow going, so I didn't want to interject random shit here and there. But this episode, we are going to pick up with our main bitch, Halsey. She ain't no side hoe. She's our main bitch. She's our bottom bitch. That's a boss ass bitch. bitch. Well, I should not be singing this. <laughs> Mute no, me, Brandon. We have no lawyer. Every episode, every episode. <laughs> every episode, I tell you, we don't have a lawyer. So, so the so the solution is we need to get a lawyer. <laughs> we need to get paid the first. <laughs> paid first to pay the lawyer. They don't work out of the goodness of their hearts. I've asked one. <laughs> Actually, I've only ever known two full-blown lawyers in my entire life. I've known a couple paralegals, and they're hit and miss, unlike cool-wise. But uh, the two full-blown lawyers I knew, like, knew, knew, both dicks. (laughs) Just both complete assholes. Yeah, we need an asshole. Why do you say that? (laughs) Funny you say that. <laughs> I have a lawyer story. A lawyer story for you off offline. <laughs> mm. Did you take the bar exam and not tell me? No, I was gonna take the bar to, to a lawyer, so <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Gotcha. <laughs> say no more. But we're gonna go ahead, and I know, like I said before, don't yell at us. We know we're backtracking a little bit, but for story reasons, this is the way we decided to pull this out. So. We're going to go ahead and we're going to start with a little bit that Ken Dog likes to go over. Because I know you fell out of place because this is going to be mostly taking place in Harvest. I have to give you your moment to shine. We're going to pick up on March. Oh, thank you. Bless you. <laughs> no, scratch that. February 23rd, 2525 is where we're going to pick up this episode. Um February 23rd, 2525, Halsey makes a diary entry. And in this entry, she uh, discusses about how she had a one-on-one encounter with John. Now, bearing in mind, the Spartans have been going at this for a long fucking time. <laughs> like, their, their training has been non-fucking-stop. But in 2525, if you remember a few episodes back, we discussed different weird shit. That happened to the original Spartans way back in the day. Remember that little little detail, Ken Dog? The Orions? <laughs> uh, with the Orions in 2525. No, 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 no. What happened to the Orions when they started doing weird shit? Oh. Oh, yeah. When all of a sudden, using illegal materials and augmentation... <laughs> affects human beings in a negative way (laughs) weird (laughs) crazy weird it's kind of like it's kind of like the theory that i subscribe to about lead being the reasoning that the 70s had so many serial killers Mm. Mm -hmm. 
You know, I was I was thinking about all that lead. So does that mean we're going to see a resurgence because of what happened in Flint? Like, is, is Flint going to turn into a murder town? Maybe. I don't know. Because I think, what was the average age of a serial killer back then? 20 to 30? 20 to mid-30, I would have to say, right? Uh, about, yeah, there they were normally men in their, in their mid-30s. Like, I believe most of the prolific... The one I'm thinking of serial being killers youngest that... is Bundy. And I think Bundy was the youngest one in the mid-20s. Hold on, let me young Jamie this. Yeah, young young Jamie the shit out of this. See if there's already an average serial killer age. Answer. You know how it has those auto pop-ups? <laughs> Side quest already. We did not make it far. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude, like we did not get in at all. Okay, so apparently, and, and just for the record, the youngest serial killer... Was at what age, Brandon? Uh, 14. Too young. 18. Oh, you got to admit, I was pretty close. <laughs> I was pretty close. Yeah, no, no, no. That was, that was pretty good. Well, then, that, was, that was pretty good. I guess it comes down to what the definition of a serial killer is, right? Because you got a serial killer, then you got a spree killer, and those are two way different types of things. So I think I'm thinking of spree killers. Man, I'm probably on a list somewhere right now. <laughs> right now, because you're Googling 14-year-olds who kill people. <laughs> It's not a good look. <laughs> I just put average age of serial killers, all right? No, that's a reasonable Late question. 20s, early 30s. Cool. All right. So we were right-ish. Yeah, yeah no, no, no. Spot on. Yeah. No, well, listen, I didn't make no assumptions. You were spot on. Yeah. Spot on. Not bad for pulling it out of my ass. But yeah, I don't know, man. Maybe, maybe. That'd be that'd be wild. But I'd like to see how serial killers operate nowadays compared to the 70s. Bro, I'm pretty sure they figured it out. If they stopped talking to the police and sending in letters, it'd be smooth sailing. So I think, I think they figured it out in the 70s. Maybe. What what happened then? Nah, we're not getting into it. We're not, we're not getting that deep in the side quest. But anyway, uh, <laughs> God, I could go on forever. <laughs> I'm like, I'm over here like, hey, man, we broke, uh, what, 10, 10 guidelines in the first episode? Like, I'm pretty sure we've already broken two. <laughs> yeah, no, we can talk about them. <laughs> Who's your favorite serial killer? What? Who's your favorite? I can... <laughs> you know you know what's weird and this is this is honestly the truth i i necessarily don't have like a favorite serial killer i i guess i enjoyed the documentaries but there's not like a serial killer i'm like hey man i'm not saying what you did was right but i'm a fan like i have no serial killers that i'm like yeah i i am i'm always i'm always blown away by the the best way to put it, I'm always blown away the effect that doing something bad has on women. That always blows my mind, just in the sense of, like, we'll use Ted Bundy. Like, literally, they were throwing panties at that man. Yeah. And then you have Charles Manson, who's another one. Dude, Charles Manson has more bitches than most people in their 20s. So, Charles Manson... The more I learn about him, because I had a kick of him a while ago, uh, when it was uh, that movie came out that he was in. Not he, him, but a guy played him. Um, God damn it. It had Brad Pitt in it. It was in the Tarantino movie? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the um, Once Upon a Time in, in L.A. What? Or Once Upon... 
What? what? It's no, like it's Once Upon a Time in, in Hollywood. In, yeah. Oh, it is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. There you go. All right, we got there. Uh, oh, there yeah. But yo, the, the more <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm he, old. He fell into it. <laughs> like he didn't. He, it was kind of like I don't know. I'll, I'll send you some fucking funny ass like podcasts about. Oh it, no, no, dude, man. The dude you was should... like, <laughs> he literally just wanted to get chicks high on LSD and ride go karts in the desert. <laughs> that was his dream. <laughs> and then, and then he hired a fat girl who just fucked it all up for him. <laughs> have you have you heard about his childhood? Yeah, once upon a time. Oh, you like you've never actually heard like a, a no. like a actual documentary of his life. He he went to one of those those boys facilities. Uh yes. if I can find the podcast, I will send it to you. Nope, you're right. Um Yeah, yep. cuz yo, he he was uh he, there were signs back then and mind you cuz he's a product of his environment, but there yeah, I'm like, yeah, I don't know how this shit sounds so appealing because I'm like, me and you heard two different backstories for this man. <laughs> no, well, I mean, the one I sent it anyway. We'll get into it. You once I send it to you, you'll be like, ah, <laughs> now I get it. <laughs> I mean, but yo, LSD and go karts. Let's fucking. That's pretty much it, man. Co-sign that. He 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 uh he ended up couch surfing on one of the Beach Boys' couch at one point for like a week. There's a whole Yo, that's another thing. <laughs> What's the Beach Boys? No, not the Beach Boys. There's like millions of controversies. Don't get me started on Ringo. Uh, no, sorry, this is Beatles. Sorry, wrong, wrong band. Anyway, Jesus. the point is, what is up with the connections he had as well? Because that blew my mind. I'm like, how is this? Like, he, the dude is the ultimate con artist. I, I think he was a better con artist than Ted Bundy. But like it, it's crazy the kind of people he had gravitate toward him, I, even if you know momentarily. I don't think people gravitated towards him. I think he gravitated towards people, because you got to remember like his whole basis of being in between him being like in trouble and him, you know, as we know him today, um, he was trying to be a, an artist, like a musician. So right. so like he was always in that scene. So, like, he gravitated towards those people, not those people towards him. And then, like, when somebody would be like, oh, you got a little bit of talent. We might be able to do something with it. Uh, then he would just abuse the fuck out of that situation until they were like, get the fuck out. <laughs> get out of here. Yeah, dude. It always. I think it always ended with money and drugs. Yes. And then eventually he had the wrong vision. <laughs> and then it was go time. I really think he made that shit up on the fly. So, so final answer. Who's your favorite serial yeah. killer? Final answer. The final answer. Neither of them. I, I, I think I like learning about them, but I'm not gonna be like, oh, you know what? Final answer. Jason Voorhees. Jason Ooh. Voorhees is my favorite serial Ooh, killer. What a fucking terrible answer. <laughs> He's a great serial killer. Oh my god! I don't care what you say. You have to have a favorite. Like it's just there's no way you don't, dude. I do not have a favorite serial killer. I'm not like here sitting wondering like who who's my favorite, who's my favorite murderer. No, 
<laughs> okay. I, I can tell you my favorite, like, heroes are, but, like, murder, uh, nah. All right, that's it. Send us an email at youmeandlaura at gmail.com. Who's your favorite serial killer? Because I want to know. I want to take a poll. That's it. That's going to be our first tweet. We're going to do a Twitter poll. <laughs> Who's your favorite serial killer? Who's your favorite serial killer? <laughs> God forgive us for what those answers are. But I, I shout outs to whoever says your mom. <laughs> You're the real one. <laughs> we'll have to do the pre-select bullshit. <laughs> I'm, listen, I'm including your mom. <laughs> and... Um, Mur- God, what's murder make murder face <laughs> we'll be murder make murder face yes <laughs> oh god never throw up a poll to rename to either rename the podcast or name an episode cause we're gonna get episode make episode or podcast make podcast I'm down for it I'm gonna actually that's gonna be this ep- that's, that's a- gonna be this episode <laughs> <laughs> Podcast Mc, contact podcast McPodcast. Oh my god. Oh but speaking of contacts Ed Kemper so was the right answer. Orion um, Project falls apart. Ed Kemper. Well, we're gonna we're gonna unpack that. Um so we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna start with uh their meeting, right? So Halsey and John were shooting the shit per se. However, whenever you talk to Halsey, um, it's never quite shooting the shit. <laughs> it's very directional. And um, basically, John is uh, asking her what the next step is in their training. And Halsey doesn't tell him anything. Uh, she's just kind of like, oh, I mean, you just got to kind of figure it out, I guess. And... Deep down, as she writes in her diary, she was kind of freaking out. She was like, how the fuck does this kid know that we're going to do all this crazy shit to him? Like, this was just the start of all the crazy shit we're doing. Is putting him under years of fucking training under Mendez. (laughs) Who, which I think at some point, Mendez just has to be like, oh, fucking God, you shits again. (laughs) Like, just so over it. I don't know, man. Mendez is a Spanish man. And I'll have you know, we normally step into fatherly roles whether we like it or not son in the jeans just buy new jeans what's wrong with the jeans I wear slacks we're are you that person <laughs> no we're not doing another side quest we're not doing another... continue Brandon no, no I don't wear slacks continue. I'm actually wearing pajamas right now I'm actually comfy for this episode that's why I'm so like calm this episode is I'm wearing PJs wait have you been fucking wearing like dress pants and shit to these recordings you no know, no you know what we're gonna pack this after have the you first not <laughs> bro I'm like in sweats or basketball shorts I mean, nope. I'm wearing like blue jeans and a t-shirt. Like I'm wearing everyday clothing. <laughs> like, bro, you're in your own fucking. Ha- Why would you be in your own house and choose to not be comfortable? Dog, I got shit to do. I got shit going on. I was outside, and then I got other shit going. I got a kid. I gotta fucking walk around all the goddamn place all the time. Cause he's got to talk and babble at me. But I feel like in the evening you can get away with like basketball shorts or sweats hell man you could be like dude man from reno 911 i gotta get these shorts because i gotta be limber like a cheetah i mean i could but then i gotta go up two sets of stairs 
which I'm lazy. I'd much rather just un- unbutton the top button of my blue jeans <laughs> and call it a day. <laughs> <laughs> my man unbuttons it like he's at the buffet like <laughs> you can't act like you've never done that like is that what you do at the like you're just like sitting there and you're like oh i'm too lazy to get up so you just undo the top button of your blue jeans and you're like that's better <laughs> that did it <laughs> bro i'm a bro i'm a fat ass i did that sh- I, do you remember ryan's do you remember ryan's uh buffet or whatever yes vaguely that you know, with like the like the legit butter rolls, and they used to have like the dude cooking the steak. Yes. Yeah, that's that's where that's where the button flew off. Maybe occasionally uh, CC's before it got bad. Oh, back when it was real shit. <laughs> when it was, I shouldn't say real shit. Yes. When, it, when it was, when it, I don't know what to say it as. When it was different, <laughs> I guess is the only way I can put it. <laughs> The wallpaper. I'm like, careful now. We're at three. (laughs) We're at three guidelines broken, Brandon. (laughs) Don't get us canceled in 2022. Um, I'm at least trying to find get to our first controversy a year from now. (laughs) So on March 9th, 2525, Halsey did her final batch of calculations when it came into the next set of what to do with the young Spartans. And she determined that uh, about 12.5% of the people going through it were either going to be killed or malformed. That was her best guess. Um, but basically what happens is the day of all the children get herded into the uh, the room. I say room. It's, it's more like a lab, I guess. They get herded into the lab where... They're all told, like, hey, this is the next step. This is what we're doing. And they go through, like, the augmentation process with the kids and tell them, like, hey, you know, some of you aren't going to make it out of this. And when we say augmentation, um, they're doing all sorts of crazy shit. If you want to look, uh, you can pull up the list. There's a lot. <laughs> they uh, they fuck with, uh, there's a catalytic thyroid implant, superconducting fiber uh Fibrification of neural dendries, muscular enhancement, carbide ceramic ossification, occipital capillary reversal, and just all sorts of shit that they're doing. They're also fucking with connective tissue, um, tendons, fucking... Basically, they're also going in and they're redoing every muscle in their body to be, quote, unquote, near perfect in hexagonal uh, symmetry. Halsey pulls Soren into her office. They have a conversation. And once again, she gives him the option of whether or not he wants to be augmented or not. He is the only Spartan in the program to be asked if he wants to be augmented. What's he say? He says, yeah, of course. It's it's interesting where... I feel like Soren is like her control variable and he just keeps going along with everything. I can see that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he signs up for it. But so, also, do are you going to go into what Deja told Halsey prior to the augmentation? No, you can do it. Oh, man. So for a second, she was going to call it off. I remember just that. for a second. She was. 
Mm-hmm. She was actually going to call off the augmentation. And Deja, being the the dumb AI, let her know real quick that if you aren't the one to do these augmentations, somebody with less morals will be. We're going to go ahead and we're going to leave them all there in, before we move on to the next part. Um, so we're stopping with them there, about to receive the, their augmentations. Uh, the one heartbreaking thing I do want to bring up is right as he's laying down on the table, Dr. Halsey passes by John and John looks to her and goes, can you tell me Dr. Halsey just this one time? How do I win? And Dr. Halsey looks at him and goes, I'll tell you how to win John. You have to survive. And that might've been their last conversation. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, technically. Well, no, no. Well, yeah. Well, then again, actually, with John's life and and her relationship, I think they're almost every time they talk is like legit could be the last time after this for real. Like they their whole like thing is just weird. Um, but yeah, we're gonna go ahead and leave them there. Bro, his. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about his girlfriend just yet. No, we're not. We're not getting into all that. Um, just know at this point in time, too, uh, we brought it up a few episodes ago, but uh, that weird armor that Halsey has been working on, she's making a few breakthroughs in it, but nothing crazy that we need to talk about on this episode. Um, she has decided that... Um, in order, the reason why, like, there hasn't been any good mechanized armor, quote unquote, I'm using the word mechanized loosely, any exosuit, I should say, um, is because due to the, like, the amount of equipment that would make it need, that would have to have it operate it, you would need somebody, like, that was inhuman <laughs> in strength, speed, you know, just, um, intellect and everything else. Because I found out a fun fact. So I was going through like some of my notes and they actually had Karis's like folder in it. And you remember how I said she was like super fucking strong, but socially inept. Do you want to guess what her, yeah. mm-hmm. guess what her IQ was? Thirty. <laughs> Bro, no. Just so you know, if you're on, um, if, um, if it's um, eighty, you 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 receive disability. <laughs> so, well, um, dude, there were kids when they grabbed them. So mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not assuming they're like very mentally developed. Just go ahead and take. And she she fucking bam bam. Oh the, no, this is this is before she even went into training. So this is before she even. Oh yeah. Okay, we'll say one ten, one ten tops. 163. She had a 163 IQ? Yes. Super strong Karis. Yes. So she was exceptionally gifted. (laughs) Far beyond. I think the highest scoring one is like 220. And I mean like IRL. (laughs) Oh, oh, this isn't Halo? (laughs) No. 
But that's where you're wrong, because remember, our history is Halo history. This is Halo canon. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> yes. That's the title of the episode. Contact Podcast, Nick Podcast. I hate my co-host. <laughs> I'm just wear- I shouldn't wear pajamas again, because I-, I feel so relaxed I can't even argue with you today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just gonna wave you on. <laughs> oh I I don't I don't know if I don't like you with like not jeans on. <laughs> Go put on a pair. <laughs> no, it's too late. I've accepted this. I might I might put my fucking my slippers on and really just fucking. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait. Oh, with the, the Adidas sliders. We know we ain't cool enough. Um, but we're going to go ahead and we are going to pick up where we left your favorite ombre. And it's weird that he is your favorite ombre and I'm going to be the asshole talking about him today. Because this is your favorite fucking planet. <laughs> it's because it's the best planet. There it is. All right. So also... Oh yeah, no. Whatever you gotta do, because once I start rolling, we're rolling. Because <laughs> oh no, man, I was I was gonna book. I was gonna say son, <laughs> but nothing happens. <laughs> it's like all takes place it's... in like the first quarter of the book, <laughs> which is weird. That it's the first quarter of the book. <laughs> I think the best way to describe it. Based, based on all, all of my research, <laughs> Contact Harvest is the Spider-Man 2 of the Halo books. <laughs> I, yeah, I can see that. And not Spider-Man, excuse me, the amazing Spider-Man 2. Let me rephrase that. <laughs> Where they use the whole book slash movie to set up the future. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But we're going to go ahead. We're going to go on a break real quick. Oh. Yep, just real quick. It's really, really fast one. And then when we come back, we're going to go over what Sergeant Johnson was about to happen, uh, go through, as well as we're going to go through a little bit more of what happened to the Horn of Plenty. And then essentially, I think we're going to cover all of cover all of Harvest in about thirty minutes. <laughs> Brandon's not playing games this week. He really wants to get you guys to combat evolved. <laughs> we are so close. We are so close, but no, we're, um, the reason I say that is because there's a lot of stuff that happens in contact harvest that is only necessary to know within the realm of contact harvest. It does not correlate to anything else whatsoever. So we're going to be skipping, I shouldn't say skipping. I'll talk about it, but I won't focus on things that aren't going to come back up because now we're getting into the episodes where like shit starts to matter and you need to start remembering names. I don't want to be having like five new people every episode that you guys need to worry about. And worry is the appropriate term for some of them. <laughs> like Soren. But go ahead, put your pants back on. We'll be right back after this break. Welcome back, everybody. I hope you had fun Googling serial killers and finding out which one's your favorite um, because there will be a poll. Ken Dog's man said. Ken Dog hates fun, you know, so right, he's, not, right, he's right. not invited. <laughs> I do. I listen. I just don't have a serial killer. That's not for me. Dude, if, let's be real. 
Every horror movie I watched from the 70s to the 90s, who was the first person to go out? The black guy. So I don't got a favorite serial killer. If I ever go missing, I know that you'll have my back. <laughs> nah. Oh, nah, if I have my pajama that, pants that on. Is, is so <laughs> if I have my pajama pants on, I can't be bothered. <laughs> oh my god hey your co-host is dead Mm. try it in the morning when i have jeans if you die the best hours to do it in for me are between like 10 and 3 (laughs) so like just try to you know get it in there it just really helped me out (laughs) is is my death inconveniencing you it could if it doesn't happen between 10 and 3 (laughs) What if it's like what three oh five? Oh man, you're right fucked. No man, no. I run this shit <laughs> fucking like a union. <laughs> like, my version oh, of you might catch me on overtime with my, but that'll be with one button undone. So I'll still be doing things, but they will be from the seated position. <laughs> so <laughs> if it's outside of making phone calls. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm glad I know how much I mean to you. This is wonderful. Now oh, you, I know 100%. Hen, Hen God is 100% the favorite. <laughs> it's because you bailed on I, us I last I totally weekend. see you buttoning up that We button. had this whole thing ready to go. And you're yeah, like, I had good I'm reason. getting crazy by myself. <laughs> Ain't no party like a me party. Because I know everyone here. <laughs> like... <laughs> We'll, we'll we'll talk about what I did offline. <laughs> oh man! All right, let's get into it. I have been not looking forward to this because it's just going to disappoint everybody who is super hyped for us to get to harvest. <laughs> I want to clarify: this is one hundred percent your fault. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So we're going to pick up um, the reason Johnson, he steps down on harvest. And the reason he's there is Oni, the Office of Naval Intelligence, um, has reason to believe that there's going to be a big insurrectionist push for harvest. And the reason why is harvest is obviously one of the biggest land, uh, one of the biggest growing and farming planets in the human in, in the UEC, United Earth Government. I mean UEG, but um, so far the insurrectionist movement on Harvest really hasn't taken hold. Meaning, there's really not much going on there in ways of terrorism. Harvest is, for the most part, a very peaceful planet. Um, the big thing that comes from is probably because everybody's too fucking tar- tired because they are literally always working the fucking field. They don't have the time or the energy. They can't be bothered. They just show up, do their job, go home, and then that's it. So when Oni catches wind that there's about to be a big insurrectionist push for it, it's one, terrible because that means like one of the biggest producers of food is going to be possibly falling under uh, terrorist control. Or two, going to stir up a planet that Oni so far hasn't had to worry about. It's that chess piece 
that Oni hasn't had to think about so far because there's no need to. It's not going to move. Once that piece might start moving, that's just more plays that we have to fucking get ready for. And Oni doesn't like having pieces on the board that it doesn't want to use. So Johnson gets there and he links up with um, a guy by the name of Captain Ponder. Uh, his old boy, if you remember him. Mr. Nolan Burn. <laughs> he shows up. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and what's the one question they all have on their mind? Um, who the fuck is this other guy who is Hospital Corpsman Healy? <laughs> Corman Healy. What do we know? Yeah, we we know we know a lot. Um, we know that his first station He's, was actually um, the UNSC two for two for flinching. That is, this is what happens when you let people vote on names. So I won't go into his thing. The book does have a lot. I say a lot. The book dedicates a good portion of talking about how this random asshole like showed up. That's about it. Like, <laughs> like um, we can go through his whole story if you want to, but I promise you, it's going to be nothing but like him hailing taxis. Yeah, well, isn't his whole claim to fame, and you're you're the expert here, is when he showed up, they were like, bro, you, you're just trying to, you're hiding from everybody who's on the, like, the inner colonies. Um, and he, he, well, so let me rephrase that. Let me, let's, let me rephrase this. He is the medical officer, right? He he's a fucking joke when he gets to harvest, and then what later in the in the story he gets serious, and that's kind of it. I that's a bad way of putting it, but that's about the closest way to putting it that we can get. <laughs> um, you remember Red versus Blue? Um, I do. Continue. You remember Doc <laughs> in the purple armor? Uh, I'm a little fuzzy, but I'll say I'm, I'm, a, I'm a play ball and say yes. Yeah. No, that's him. <laughs> he's doc. <laughs> he's not great. <laughs> he's not bad. He's just there. <laughs> There's a reason he wasn't a recurring character is all I'm saying. <laughs> like, I don't know what more you want. That, from wraps, <laughs> <laughs> that wraps up Healy. <laughs> I just have to bring him up because he does do things towards the middle of the book, which in my mind is the end of the book, but we're not going to get into it. Um, so they show up and they're tasked. So, so Oni decides the, and this is why people hate harvest is just for shit like this. Oni somehow decides that, um, these fucking what? One, two, three, four motherfuckers are going to raise a militia. And then you said militia to take out the supposed unconfirmed terrorist threat that's coming to harvest. Yeah, I can totally see that. It's literally the plot for Starship Troopers. <laughs> what are you talking about? 
I mean, it's also what we did in Iraq, Afghanistan, and in the Bay of Pigs, but we're not getting there. Um, yeah, we did it to Cuba, too. The numbers, Mason. <laughs> the numbers. Um, <laughs> Wrong game. Continue, Brandon. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, I really got you fucked up. Yeah, you got my fucking notes all. Um, so meanwhile, remember when we were talking about a little ship by the name of the Horn of Plenty, and how another ship discovered it? That ship. Oh yeah, and it got begins its travel to harvest, based on the information it received from the computer. Ooh, that's some Dead Space vibes. <laughs> well, the random. <laughs> this also plays into part later. This is going to be one of those things we harken back to, because if it wasn't for this event of this one derelict ship, it would later create something called the Cole Protocol that we will go into. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those events in the Halo timeline that's just like creates a nice, cool branch that ties in other references along the way. Okay. So basically I'm going to skip over how this all gets here. Um, but for some reason, all the farmers are like, hell yeah, let's fight the terrorizers and like join up with these dudes. Right. <laughs> like, I shouldn't say all, but it's a decent size. So I think the best way to put it. Yeah. There are people, you know, you have your people that are like, I'm, I'm going to enlist and fight because it's the right thing to do. But I, I think it was actually more the opposite. I think there were more people who didn't want, like, their sons and daughters, like, jumping into the militia because they were scared well, that they would join. Bearing in mind, this is a militia force and not an actual Oni. This isn't them enlisting. This is basically, no, like, but- back how it was during, like, the Revolutionary War. Like, hey, a whole bunch of motherfuckers are going to show up. Um, they're going to be real fucking mad at us because some other dudes did something. They're going to take it out on you. Are you going to defend yourselves or are you going to hide and hope they go away? That's, that's why they, they weren't looking for enlistments. They were like there to raise a small army for a temporary time. Yeah. So I, I feel like me and you do that thing where we're talking about the same shit, where we got our wires crossed. The, the reason why I say what I said is because. Jenkins, I believe, tells Johnson in regards to his family, like, they didn't want me to join. And, you know, given the circumstances, he ends up joining. Yes. Yeah, that that's what I meant. Not like, hey, the militia is, is oh, UNSC yeah. is because they, I'm, yeah, it's a stepping stone. They felt like, oh. Oh, it was just the way you phrased it. I picked up on it wrong. But yeah, no, man. Like, what uh, what, what fucking parent is going to be like, yeah, go get him, kid. <laughs> yeah. you, like, like, what? <laughs> like, there's no alternative to what you said. <laughs> it's just that. Oh, yeah. No, that's that's every... I've held in my own parents. I can I can tell you a story about that. But yeah, no, that that was it. That was like the biggest thing. Everybody's like, I don't want my kid to get shot. Especially in the especially in the name of of a government that isn't even here that so, isn't going to pay him. <laughs> even yeah, that's yeah. Nobody got paid. No, <laughs> nobody. No, got this is dead paid. ass. Like, yo, are you gonna fight back? And then people saying yes or no. Uh and for you for you classic movie folk, 
if you want to like refer to like Seven Samurai when when they showed up in that Poduck town and it's like we ain't got no money to pay y'all and they were like we'll show you how to fight and you got to defend yourselves. So great movie. Never seen it. It it is a I believe it's a either fifties or sixties Japanese movie. So it, not many people have seen it. So they get everybody kind of riled up and putting the pieces together. This ship that's been making its way towards harvest starts to get picked up on more radars. Now, some of you might be drawing lines saying like, oh, this is the picture that you talked about an episode ago. It's not. (laughs) Before you draw that line, it's not that ship. It's not that thing, that picture that Halsey got randomly that you don't make that connection. It's not that. Um, But it is already did. But it is picking up. On radars. So the ship is making its way towards harvest now. Obviously, with everything going on, it's a fucking insurrectionist ship. So everybody fucking climbs on board. And what they do is actually very clever. Um, They actually go aboard a freighter called the Bulk Discount. (laughs) I'm sorry, what? Bulk Discount. What's the name of the ship? Bro, who is naming these ships? (laughs) Whose job is this? I want it so bad. <laughs> so basically, and well, I don't know, but just know this. Um, the word that I would use to talk about how they got this ship in the first place um, is they appropriated it. Now, when you say, when you, when you say appropriated, did they ask for the ship? Did they beg for the ship or they, did they, or was it, um, hostile negotiations for the ship? Um, they basically, so Harvest, cool thing about it is it's actually ran by two AIs. Um, and they basically struck a deal with the AI uh, Sif specifically out of the two to like get the ship. And then what they would do in return is in, you know, if he gives him that they're the ship, all the combat will be taking place off planet. So that's less shit for this AI to worry about. And the AI is like, that makes fucking sense. Here's the ship. But then they press their luck. Cause then they ask for two ships. And the second ship is the UNSC walk of shame. But that one is neither here nor there. But um, so they get on board the the uh, the ship, and they go out into into orbit with the Walk of Shame. And what happens is like imagine the Walk of Shame being right in front of it, and then the bulk discount being right behind it. They both enter slip space at the same time, and then when they leave slip space, they go and like start initiate like they pretend to have combat i guess would be the best way to do it like if you were only viewing things on systems and not around you would think there'd be combat because all that radar see are these two ships come in 
and then one ship slips spaces out of that, and then the second ship that was with it starts giving off an SOS beacon. Well, the SOS beacon just so happened to be the bulk discount, and on the bulk discount was Johnson in France. You with me? No, yeah, no, I'm listening. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm so, in, I'm, I'm engrossed here, because I'm now I'm trying to figure out if uh, what I think is about to happen is about to happen. Um. Yes, <laughs> it's exactly that. Um, so <laughs> they start broadcasting this SOS. Well, this other ship that discovered the Horn of Plenty on its way to harvest goes, oh, shit, another one of those things. Let's go see what's up with this one. So they fucking go ahead and they take a quick look at it. Notice it's completely derelict. So they think. And, you know, it's just floating, emitting an SOS beacon. Um they try to hail it, no response, the whole nine. So they go ahead and they decide that they're going to board it and look for more information on, like, Harvest and XYZ. Um, so they go ahead and they board it. During the boarding is when everything goes to shit. <laughs> so they go ahead, they board the, uh, the bulk discount. And when they get on the bulk discount, they didn't know... That just across the hub was Johnson and friends, and immediately, as soon as the door opened, combat initiated. Because as we remember from Johnson, as we talked about him last time, homeboy's quick on the draw. <laughs> <laughs> yo, Johnson don't ask questions, yo. My man says, once, once you're in, in that iron, that's it. It's go time. Well... When they pop out, and I'm going to use the term pop out like it's a fucking surprise party. Uh, and they initiate <laughs> combat. They realize something's completely wrong. Boy, them, them insurrectionalists look a little weird. <laughs> they look a little funny. <laughs> What they find is a whole bunch of four foot, six inch, gray scaled monstrosities is the best way I would put it. Not monstrosities. I don't know. How would you describe, how would you describe them? I feel like monstrosities is too much. So kind of cute. I'd keep one as a pet. Um, if you take, if you take the, uh, the deviants from the Eternals, slap it on a Jurassic bird and cover it in, cover it in Power Rangers armor. Is that what you're going with? Uh, yeah, that it doesn't that sound horrifying? A prehistoric I, alien bird in Power Ranger armor. <laughs> I mean, I guess. But <laughs> that's not all. 
But wait, there's more. <laughs> With those handful, there's also a creature that stands at about six foot two inches, weighing in at about 195 pounds. And the best way I can describe it is take the legs of a dog. <laughs> Actually, take a dog, stand it upright, and then try to morph its head to be humanoid. And then elongate it. Throw some armor on that bitch. And. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I see it. I kind of see it. I kind of. There's no other way. Do you have. I have no other way to describe it. Maybe like. I don't know. Give it the head um... of like a velociraptor. And then chop its head in half. I guess. <laughs> like chop off the snout. Make you it know, less round. You know, I, you know what's a better comparison? I want y'all to picture the um, if if you have seen this, the little um, homunculus monsters that a uh, dude man in Castlevania makes, and slap them in armor. I can see that. 50 yeah, 50. If you haven't seen uh, Castlevania. Man, Castlevania slap. Oh yeah, but you know there are there are kids out there. There are kids. Man, fuck them kids. <laughs> but yeah, it, it pretty much looks like a, a bird um raptor in space armor with um do they have their shields in, in contact harvest? I don't remember. Bear in mind. I read this book like eight years it's, ago. It's been a while. <laughs> like, it's been a minute. Um, so I remember what happens next. Because <laughs> that's far Ooh, more yeah, important. I mean, like, I, I wish I could go through it again. I need to <laughs> I need to buy another copy of it. Because I've tried to find my old one and I can't. Um, but I need to buy another copy and look at it with, like, lore eyes. Rather than as a, you know, as I was. Which was just reading it for the story. Because that's something that I would like to know, Bro, too. Because hard light is something that... Uh, I still got to... Yeah, we'll get into something. We'll, we'll get into it. <laughs> Sorry. I may cut you off. Like, I'm trying to think. of like, there's that one in Grasslands. I need to read the, the hard copy. No, Grasslands is a nice one to read if you want, like, just nothing but lore. Grasslands is fucking awesome. Um, Bro, what's the name of the fucking podcast? <laughs> Of which one? <laughs> Our podcast. Of course I want the lore. Yeah, no, that's all it I is. Need. It's just a book of lore. Like, it's structured as a book. One could call it a book. <laughs> it's not like Onyx and it's not like Reach is the best way I can tell you. It's written in its own style. It's an ins- it, it's an encyclopedia. No, it's not that either. It's, it's a book. <laughs> but oh. it's... Just read it. It's a, Just read the fucking thing. It, it's a book. It's a bookopedia. God, I hate you. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just saying shit this episode. That that's me today. <laughs> um. So anyway, the humans are obviously like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and a skirmish ensues because these creatures have weapon systems obviously dum, dum, dum. that nobody's been able like ever seen before 
So they don't have any like way around it. Um, in the in the scuffle, I'll call it, because it's not an easy no victory. Scuffle. It's not like this ambush goes off without a hitch and they kill them all and they're like, oh, look at that dead thing. No, it is an all out. You remember that scene in Boondock Saints where they fucking leave the, uh, the hitman's place? And their dad is outside, and they get into a fucking firefight that lasts for five minutes with, like, eight different guns being used by the one dude. Homeboy's thumb gets shot off. Oh, a slobber knocker. You've seen Boondock Saints, right? Yeah, it's been, it's been a couple years, and shout-outs to William Defoe. He's the, he's the real superstar of that movie. Yeah, it's that scene um, where he's like, it's a firefight, and he, like, drops to his knees. <laughs> It's that oh, scene. Yeah, he knows shit's about to go down. <laughs> Everything's in slow-mo. I, <laughs> I think for me, the, the best way to put it, I feel like it's like the end of Heat where everything just goes to shit. Mm. Anyway. Well, that's just me. Th- things get real weird real fast. <laughs> and it is not an easy victory. Um from the scuffle, Sergeant Johnson actually Johnson. sustains a pretty heavy fucking head wound. Um, homeboy, who's your favorite boy? Burn. Uh, it, yeah, his homeboy. He he catches that uh, a little a little uh, slashing slashing dash. Yo. Yeah, he gets he gets dashified a little bit in the leg. He gets stabbed with a weird glowy <laughs> stick. <laughs> Because they don't know what, For, they don't know what these things are yet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this is all new. So all homeboy saw was basically. Remember the knife they used to to make toast in um in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yes, it's that. Yes. That's what he gets stabbed with. He gets stabbed with like a glowy bread knife. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, why are you going to downplay Burn and be like, yo, he got stabbed with a butter knife in this firefight. Johnson got this manly injury and Burn got poked. I mean... <laughs> By light. Because of the way it is, it, it gets cauterized as it's stabbed, so I doubt its validity as an actual weapon, I guess, is my point. Because, like, what are you doing? You're just damaging. You're not killing anything at that Anyway... I won't get into it. Um, so, <laughs> so Johnson's head wound, um, it actually cracks his skull. <laughs> so when I say homeboy got fucked up, I mean he got fucked up. <laughs> you know it's a real fight when Johnson gets injured. <laughs> and he's like, Bro, oh I, shit, I, I don't know if I'm going to make it home. <laughs> I might not just be I, late for dinner. I'm, I'm I might just mind not it, get there. i'm i'm curious because i'm pretty sure when the door is open and my man pulled the trigger just for a second i'm hoping he had that arnold schwarzenegger moment like in the predator when he's like these are these are some ugly (laughs) motherfuckers and they're just (laughs) they are ugly but oh they're yeah they're atrocious they they are so then So Johnson makes his way through the bodies, and wouldn't you know, homeboy's the first guy to fuck an alien. Homeboy fucked an alien once. Wait, what? I'm just kidding. I made that up. 
<laughs> I was gonna. I was like, <laughs> I, you literally broke my brain. <laughs> That's for everything like, you've I, done to me. Tonight. I read that man's history, and <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> so as the battle's going well, on, I, um, none of the little fuckers survive. The four foot guys, um, but a couple of the six footers do manage to like tell the, the ship that they came in on, like, yo, this is bad. Like, we got ambushed. Get the fuck out of here. Shit happens. X, Y, Z, MacGuffin this, MacGuffin that. Um, the ship that docked into them initiates self-destruct rather than letting the humans do anything. So they initiate self-destruct. Meanwhile, the humans... Finish off the entire boarding party. Barely. And they're like, still coming down from the high of, what the fuck, aliens are real, I killed aliens, aliens tried to kill me, what the fuck is happening? You know, they're having their oh shit moment. (laughs) Like, trying to get their shit together. The... the the oh shit moment we were supposed to have when the Pentagon gave us the videos? (laughs) Yes. And then everybody brushed away for some reason. The biggest failure of 2020. I It haunts me to this day. Haunts me. So, they find out, like, that because the other ship is still docked to them and they are initiating self-destruct sequence, them on their ship are not going to survive. So, Byrne and fucking Johnson make their way to the escape pod and they escape. Boom. A la Kotor, baby. Now, when they escape, another escape pod from the other ship fires. I'm just going to leave it at that. Now, so ponder Johnson, Byrne, and Healy (laughs) return to Harvest on their escape pod, and they are immediately like, Get the fuck ready. <laughs> like, we're going to need a bigger fucking boat. <laughs> like, shit is wild. Um, <laughs> now, imagine this, though, right? So you are part of the military. And you sent one of your fucking, your young bucks off on his own mission for the first time. And he comes crashing back into the planet. <laughs> The next day, it's like, aliens are coming. (laughs) They look like, they look like demon dogs. (laughs) How are you going to take that? Fucking Power Rangers, though. Like, I trusted you for five minutes. (laughs) For five fucking minutes. You lost the ship. You lost some people. Didn't even bring them back. The other ship's completely destroyed and you're blaming it on aliens. It's not a good look for Johnson at first. Yeah, you know what's funny? Like, them trying to explain what happened on that ship is probably the most Ryan Reynolds conversation he's ever had in his life. You know what? Yes. That's the exact way I would put it. Like... 
like breaking down the details of everything that just happened. Like I, I would look at you and be like, this is complete bullshit. Y'all got whooped by the insurrectionalists and you're painting this crazy picture. So as Johnson's like trying to explain all this shit, um, which I can only imagine that debriefing, but you remember that little AI by the name of Sif we talked about? He's the one who lent them the ship in charge of uh, the (laughs) planet and shit. (laughs) So they get a message. And confirm everything Johnson was talking about. Because in this message is a message from the motherfuckers that he just fucking murdered. (laughs) And uh, essentially the message is like, yo, our bad... You spooked us. <laughs> like, y'all shot first. We were chill. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Like, we were chill. Y'all shot first. What'd you think was going to happen? Now everybody's dead, you know? But, uh, essentially, like, that's what they say. is like, yo, it's not our fault. Y'all shot at us first. We had to, you know, what would you do if an alien shot you? And that's a weird concept, right? <laughs> like... <laughs> Because we're Wait, aliens to the aliens. I want to make sure I'm clarifying this correct for the listeners. Yeah. All right, good. I just want to make sure, like, the aliens was like, hey, man, you're acting real reckless out here. <laughs> yeah. That's a big, puny fucking bullets coming from hairless apes. <laughs> um. So. Oh, my God. But yeah, maybe, dude, that's, that's yeah, it's wild. weird. It's a weird concept, right? <laughs> but um so essentially that gets Sif and then the person on the other end of the message they get in contact and they start brokering a peace deal basically let me make sure I have this right because it was very specific we wanted I believe this is when Ponder um I believe Ponder is the is the gentleman that will play negotiator, I believe. Okay. So, yes and no. So, basically they come up with a date. And on that date, they basically say like, hey, because of what happened last time, obviously we're not coming alone. That'd be stupid. Um, But we will send a ship with a delegate on it and we'll like talk this out alien to alien (laughs) on what the fuck just happened and try to negotiate some sort of deal to prevent this from happening in the future that's very adult of them by the way i just want to i want to point out that is like the most unhumanity thing to do yeah, to sit down and talk it out. That's actually kind of what these aliens are good at, though. <laughs> I mean, clearly, clearly. Oh, um, but what happens, man? What happens oh. when this uh, when this whole little shindig gets to, gets gets the gets together? I don't think you're ready for it, bro. Ready? So I'm, I've, I've I've waited for this moment. 
we're going to go ahead and fast forward. Um, obviously, you know, people, they're still, the humans aren't stupid. Well, they are, but, <laughs> but they did the best they could. Uh, they go ahead and they still do battle preparations, defensive maneuver. Like they get everything ready. If war is going to break out with these assholes. Is, is this when, like, the military montage kicks in of, like, the prepping and, like, everybody doing their part? Yes. <laughs> that was the longest buildup for Yes, I've ever heard him all. Sorry. It's <laughs> I just, like, I can't suspense. remember exactly how this part plays out. Because essentially they land. And there's, you remember how we talked about there was two aliens, right? So obviously, like, we don't know if this is, like, male and female. We don't know if this is, like, fucking their version of black and white. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know shit, right? Like, anything could be possible with this shit. Um, But with them now (laughs) is also... Ken Dog, how would you describe a brute? How would I describe a brute? A, oh, that's would, easy, man. Would you call it a gorilla with the mouth of a lion? I I think the uh, the best way the best way to describe a brute is I'll give imagine the I will say this the stature of a Wookiee. Mm. The stature of a Wookiee. And and I think your your comparison of the gorilla is, is spot on. Um imagine a a Wookiee with gorilla uh jeans. Musculature. Yeah, I wouldn't I I don't want to say a lion, but depending on the brute, depending how they grow out their fur, it can be. Oh, I'm just talking about like the teeth, more like the actual mouth hole. Oh, I'm not talking like the their manes and shit. I'm talking like the, oh. their actual mouth oh. hole, their suck hole. Their suck hole. Then yeah, no. Um, uh, think of a uh, Molina Mortal Kombat. It's that bad. It's, it's that horrifying. Jesus Christ. Um, um sharp teeths. To give you an idea, um, Dude, yeah. <laughs> their shortest member in that race is like eight foot six inches tall, and they're like they average between eight eight foot six inches and nine foot two inches, and between eleven hundred and fifteen hundred pounds. That's a whole lot of alien. That's, that is a lot of alien to that, take. That boy thick. Two C's. You gotta think it's a six foot. We're at two hundred pounds. Those motherfuckers are <laughs> they heavy. But um, shit gets weird <laughs> pretty quick. Um, I'm not gonna say peace negotiations fall apart immediately. Um, <laughs> um, I. Kind of. I feel like it is immediately. 
Uh, yeah, it is a meme. Well, you got to think because there is a moment where the other side. I'll I'll tell the story and then I'll let the viewers kind of decide on what the fuck. Because <laughs> I'm not sure what to make of it, and I had to take a drastic pause because I had to reread the same three paragraphs <laughs> like eight times. Um, so as soon as peace talks begin, um, you remember one of the little f- short gray four foot fuckers. One of them gets spooked. Why, yes. <laughs> and when I say spooked, I don't oh. mean like he saw a rifle glint in the distance or some shit. <laughs> I mean, like, he finally, like, looked up and saw what a human looked like, got nervous, and then jumped on his back and bit him in the neck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so clearly this 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 alien... This tiny alien grunt. <laughs> uh, it got a little Johnson in him, is apparently. <laughs> well, I won't say he that because he, he did it out of fear. Johnson does shit out of badassery. <laughs> this- also, um, I, I think once we once we introduce the race, uh, it's a common theme where fear dominates more than courage. But we have a story of courage, though. Oh God. Um, but essentially, soon as that happened, um, you know, so he bites him, and then when the dude falls down, obviously because he was just bitten in the fucking neck, um, the little guy begins to rip all of his guts out like instantaneously. Like it's not like a slow process; it's like in one fell swoop, like disembowels this dude as he's on the ground. Okay, I totally did not know that. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yo, wait, so my man starts like just pulling it out like at the at the deli. I w- Yo, here's your intestines, your kidney. <laughs> yeah, but like faster. <laughs> like in like very quick. Like to the point where like not even a bullet's been fired yet. Like Johnson hasn't even shot yet and Johnson's there. That's how quick this happens. <laughs> Jesus Christ, bro. I, if that's how he is scared, imagine angry. <laughs> but um, before anybody's able to react, um, one of the big fuckers, one of the eight-foot dudes, because right now we have the eight-foot dudes, we got the weird-looking dog dudes, which are like six-foot, and then we got the four-foot. So this one of the eight-foot dudes, um, he proceeds to grab the little dude off of the body, and then he ripped, we don't know why, or what this means, but he proceeds to re uh, take the face cover off of this little gremlin creature, and then fucking rips it off of its face, and then proceeds to throw the dude um, down a series of waterfalls. <laughs> this all happened in the same meeting. Yes. <laughs> what the. I would never want to work for this company. What? This is one meeting. Um. <laughs> just if you want the name, I'll go. I'll go ahead and give the names. Nah, we'll bring that up next episode. Um, because he, this little guy it has a story. <laughs> There's a story to this little guy, um, that we will get into. But uh, just uh, he doesn't make it is the best that I will put it. 
That yeah. Uh, I was gonna ask what like a quick question. The 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 thing that he had on his face was that to help him breathe or um we'll get into it when we talk about them because they have a huge they are actually a very important creature that we have to go into because that sets up the rest of everything we talk about when we talk about what's going on with these three different looking aliens ah yes okay So I guess the follow up is so we have dead human, dead grunt, a dead alien. Excuse me. We have a dead alien grunt, and then Gorilla Man is just done murdering. Yeah. Um, now, who do you think shot first? After this, right? So this oh, this hurry. happened. This happened. Oh. Dude got thrown off a waterfall. Is all we know, right? What do you think the next step is? Oh, dude, Burns totally out here stabbing people with butter knives. That's exactly what happened. Fuck a gun. Just hand me a butter knife. I'm going stabbing. Um, The first shot doesn't come from Johnson. Who's the lucky shooter? One of the eight-foot dudes. He pulls out what... Oh, bro... Yeah, he pulls out what proceeds to look like. Imagine a normal six shooter, right? Just, just a random, just run of the mill six shooter. Now, make it bigger so that way it fits in the dude whose hand is, you know, he's eight foot and weighs fifteen hundred pounds. So make it fit his hand. Now, go ahead and get rid of that chamber. So that way it's no longer a six shooter. And then put blades on the left and right side of it. And then out from this, its projectile is essentially a giant fucking spike. In, yeah, that's going to be a no from me, dog. Right? No. He draws it and proceeds to shoot a dude by the name of Peterson. And then what? Oh, okay, then all hell breaks loose. So now it's a fucking firefight. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the, the smoke is out. Yeah, so negoti- peace negotiations fail. They, they go apart pretty quick, right? Um, but there's so m- the humans were able to prepare, and since it is the quote-unquote home turf, um, they do gain the upper hand, causing pretty much what's left of the raiding party to depart. I shouldn't say raiding party. The delegates. They depart. Oh, no. Yeah, so they fuck off. Oh, so... So, wait, so Ponder got the business. Yes. So... Okay. Now, with that, yeah. So, Ponder... Yeah, Peterson's fucked up. Um... Byrne and Johnson. Now, bearing in mind, Johnson's still fucked up from the last meeting. He's still got a fucking head wound, and Byrne's still got a hole in his <laughs> leg. And they get even more fucked up. Um, <clears throat> but there's more, like, nothing crazy like what happened to him last time. But these fuckers can't catch a break. Um, so the homeboys take off, and then immediately the, ha- the humans are like, shit's bad. 
Clearly, I mean, when you have guns the size of the human body, things are bad. Yes. Things have gotten ex- ex- expeditiously worse. <laughs> um, Halsey actually has a note on here with uh, her thoughts of the first contact at Harvest. And really, um, Halsey's big thing, she's getting only the data. You know, she wasn't there, but she's receiving the data as the, uh, the main scientist of Oni. And what they, what she finds out is that when these aliens showed up, they spoke English. Dum dum duh. Uh, I just want to clarify for anybody and everybody. Um, when we meet aliens, they will not know English. I don't want to. I just want to clarify that. Wait, what? <laughs> when we meet aliens, Brandon, when it's our turn, they ain't speaking English. We've literally sent drones out to teach them English to contact us with. It won't work. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't that humans Bro, for I say you? This because like, even people <laughs> like yeah. learn it on your way. <laughs> Before you invade us, you know, please and thank you. Just saying, like say it in our native tongue, like at least. <laughs> like, Fuck, fucking earthlings. Continue your story. That that's all. I just wanted to clear up that air, but. Isn't it odd that the visitors know English? Right. Now, of course, it isn't perfect English, but they know English. This leads uh, Halsey to basically deduce, which is a fun word, um, that they know a lot about humanity. And that pisses her off because she knows nothing about these creatures that just showed up. Obvious. Uh, I was gonna say something, but I'll go for <laughs> Never it. Never mind. Oh no, it's it's it, it was gonna be foreshadowing, but we'll we'll come back to it later. Okay. Um. Now I'm gonna go into about a week long span. Ooh. Yeah. So in the following week, um, basically all of harvest is all of harvest is basically being ordered to evacuate like hey um aliens like we don't need to say anything else (laughs) you know what i mean like aliens fuck out of (laughs) here we don't know anything just leave um i do want to focus it works on fox news it works in halo oh god um (laughs) but there's a town by the name of glad uh gladsheim and God bless the residents of Gladsheim because they legitimately thought that with the spacefaring aliens, that Gladsheim is so far out of the way of the capital and so far away from the meeting place and XYZ, that aliens just weren't to discover it. <laughs> so they went on like their daily business. Yo, I would love to have like a pair of brass balls like everybody in that town to be like, 
No, we're good. They're not going to find us. Um, that would kill. Which is weird, because what they don't know is up in orbit, the ship, not the one that fled, but the one that sent that ship as delegates, The I won't say mothership, because it's not. I would call it a frigate. The frigate is still up there. And it is directly above <laughs> Gladsheim. <laughs> like, right above it. <laughs> like, Bro, that was the first town they found. <laughs> yeah, it was. It, it, like, it, it was like, this is the perfect place to stage a fucking <laughs> a war. <laughs> um, so poor O. Johnson, not being able to sleep... Him and the him and the gang, him and the Scooby Doo crew, <laughs> they show up with a squad of militiamen, and they start evacuating all the residents because they're like, "Yo, um, not only are you wrong, you're stupid. <laughs> like, get the fuck out." While they're doing that, uh, the town proceeds to be scanned by the main ship, and while Johnson and Byrne are kind of like going through the houses, making sure they got everybody. Um, a ju- I don't know how to describe it. Imagine, imagine. How would you describe the glass weapon? Just a giant laser, giant blue laser. Um, I. Let me, let me, let me, let me try to, um, I think the, the best way to, to explain it, right? This, this weapon, this weapon in question, imagine in all those, all the stories you read in, in different, like religious texts and whatnot, that if you ever see the face of God, or you ever see an angel like your lights, your eye, the your eyes would burn, or like you would just immediately lose sight. So imagine this giant destructive stream of supercharged plasma. It's like a waterfall of plasma. I could go with that. Um, the next part gets a little wonky. <laughs> Harvest is a wonky place. A lot of wonky shit happens at Harvest. Um, so everybody, so this beam cannon is coming through and it's fucking destroying everything. Um, that it that was Gladsheim. Now, fortunately, the citizens evacuate, yada, yada, yada. How many people did they pull out? It was a fuck ton. It's 2,000. 
God damn it. Johnson and, and Barnes evacuated over 2,000 people? Yeah. Well, I say evacuated. They got them out and onto the train. Is that not evacuating? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, but they're still in. <laughs> they I say it job. isn't. It isn't because it's still in the town. You know what I mean? So this they, beam's they going evac- off as they're yeah. boarding, trying to get two thousand people on this train to get the fuck out. Which, as you can imagine, is not the easiest thing to do. You can't herd all those cats. <laughs> you know what I mean? Y'all, it's pretty much the opening of Dunkirk right now. If you haven't seen it, watch, at least watch the opening. Uh, while they're doing that, they notice a whole bunch of humanoid bugs. <sighs> yeah, we gotta bring them those in. bastards. Standing at five, 5.83 feet. <laughs> Weighing in at fucking 169 pounds. Y'all, these pounds. are the most disgusting. They are roaches. They are humanoid roaches. This... There's, I have no other way to put them. Yes. Yeah, spot on. Uh, spot on. And they're green. They're like green. They're like a shit brown. Mm. With like, they glow green with their bullshit. Continue, Brandon. Tell yeah. us about these shit flies. All right, so these shit flies... Um, a swarm of them descend. Uh, the weird thing is they are unarmed and they descend into the main street. At which point, you know, Johnson fucking teams up with the AI named Mac, who's the other AI running the planet with uh, Sif. Uh, they block off the roads XYZ. Now, during that evacuation, uh, Mac like is like, continually scanning the planet to see what the fuck's going on. What he notices is there's a fucking convoy of motherfucking civilians who actually fled. They were smart enough to go, I ain't fucking with no aliens. <laughs> they fled. And uh, they, they created a convoy, and that convoy was going through a nearby vineyard. Well, what they didn't know is that there was a whole bunch of shit coming at that convoy. So what happens? Johnson and Byrne fucking take a goddamn warthog. <laughs> Which is essentially a fucking jeep with a machine gun in the back. (laughs) And they go to aid the convoy, get the fuck out of Dodge. Uh, And real quick, for all you you sexy people out there who want to know what the Warhog is. It's um, a Puma. This is a sexy, it's a Puma, it is, it is, it's a Puma, it's like a cougar. What I tell you about making up you, animals? You know, <laughs> the chupa thingy. It's a it's it's a punger. But uh, real quick, how fast do you think? Um, what's the maximum speed for a warthog, Brandon? Well, an M1 Abrams can go sixty miles an hour. So I'm going to take a guess that because that Jeep's lighter, <laughs> ninety. 90. The traditional Warthog, the M12, only actually top speed 78 miles. Why? How? Our current tanks go faster than that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. 78 miles per hour. (laughs) And mind you, I think this is without... This is without a gun or anything. No, the M12 is the chain gun. I believe. 
uh, ubiquitous M12. No, it's the so the M M12 light reconnaissance vehicle. This is the M12 force application vehicle. I believe this is the one closer to what Johnson and and, and Byrne were driving in. No, they were driving an M12 light reconnaissance vehicle. Oh, they with the oh with the actual chain gun. Never mind. Okay. Well, that one has a maximum speed of how much did you say? I said 90 was my guess. 90? All right. So with the machine gun, it is 78 miles per hour. Wow. All that work to go right back where we were. Uh, Back to you, Brandon. Jesus Christ. Um, While going through that, Johnson notices basically there's a bunch of abandoned cars. War is bad. XYZ. Exposition. 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 Um, Now, a weird thing happens. Johnson on this chain gun gets into a firefight with one of the flying ships that's chasing after. Not the main ship, but one of the ships that is flying after this convoy. And um, basically, this ship has a lock on, on Johnson. Like, at any minute, it can take out Johnson. But... The gunner refused to fucking fire because he thought Johnson was the leader of humans. (laughs) That's the Halo game we need. (laughs) And it didn't not want to kill him. It didn't even want to injure him because they wanted him to be the, you know, the quote unquote figurehead for later shit. So they didn't want to kill him. They needed him alive because, because they thought he was the honcho. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, when, when, uh, what is it? When, have you ever heard the song, um, by the killers, uh, the man? No, no. Okay. It's, it's, it's a, it's a dope song. But uh, nah, man, Joe Johnson is that dude. No matter where he goes, everybody knows that's that's the head dude in charge. Yo, pretty much. Um, doesn't plan out. It doesn't pan out though because that homeboy gets got. Uh, <laughs> that whole ship gets destroyed <laughs> by the AI. Uh, and they basically take a. They the AI essentially rigs a whole bunch of fucking crop dusters, and just launches them <laughs> at the fucking at the ship. <laughs> And like kamikazes them, bro. When all else fails, just start just start yeeting shit. It's pretty much it. It was <laughs> like it I'm literally results. just gonna throw things at it and see what works, uh, and it worked. Now, um, they get the dude who was missing all the way to the fucking train. Everybody gets evacuated. Whoopee, right? Well, no. Now mass panic is setting in because fucking gladsheim is gone gone like it's not burnt down i mean it is no longer on the fucking map it is destroyed (laughs) like there is not a fucking nail left of what was gladsheim nothing's left it's all fucking it's all destroyed which obviously causes some panic to the remaining citizens and to the city which they all got evacuated they all got evacuated to uh the fuck was the name of it Utgard. So now not only do you have these refugees showing up, causing a panic, now you have your own citizens in your city causing a panic because of 
fucking those people. So now it's like a snowball effect of everybody is freaking the absolute fuck out. Which should have been the first reaction anyway, but I digress. So now we have all these motherfuckers acting motherfuckerly, right? <laughs> like, everybody's all upsetty spaghetti. Um, now, the AIs, Sif and Mac, there's a third one. And I haven't brought him up till now because he hasn't been important. But this AI is in charge of, essentially, it's in charge of, like, the entirety, entire security of the whole-ass planet. So, like, anything having to do with this exact situation is on this one poor AI. <laughs> so, this dude's freaking the fuck out. <laughs> he's not, because he doesn't have emotions. He's a dumb AI. But still, he is... He's running the numbers, and it doesn't look so good for him or his compadres. It's at that point... Oh, that poor... Dog. <laughs> that poor fucking poor AI. Bastard. Um... <laughs> at that point that he receives a message and on the other end of this message basically the best way I can describe this fucking thing is um huh do you know what a gooey duck is I'm sorry did you just did you is is this slang? Do you, so you don't know what a gooey duck is. A a gooey duck? A gooey duck. I'm horrified at what the answer is, so continue. Google a gooey duck, because there's no way this is going to make sense without it. Bro, isn't that weird, like, penis shell thing or whatever? Yes. Yes, it's the horse deck, horse dick clam. <laughs> please, please tell me you're not comparing the engineer to the horse dick clam. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so imagine a jellyfish sideways. And then on one side of the jellyfish is the horse dick clam. And that's its head. And it's all purple. Uh, you'll see this character in, I believe it's Halo Two. I don't, yeah, I don't think they show up in Combat Evolved. It's Halo Two. Nope. They... Try again. No, no, their first appearance wasn't until really? ODST. Really? Yep, that was the first time they came up outside of the books. Hot damn! Hot damn! Yep. Now, bearing in mind Halo ODST, although it was Halo Three, happened prior. To Halo Reach. So they did show up in Halo Reach, but that was after Halo Reach came out after Halo 3. As you and I know, but the listeners might not know. Oh yeah. Oh god, and just to clarify, we're talking about the game and not uh chrono chronologically. We were talking about the actual release of the games. Yes. Just to clarify. Uh but it receives a message. And basically this purple horse stick looking thing. It wants to help the AI stop the rest of the aliens from destroying the planet. Which, I mean, 
there's so much other shit going on. <laughs> so this AI, this AI, by the way, is named Loki because, of course, it is. Um, is of course at first it's very um reluctant to accept the help, but uh, this purple horse dick is very convincing in his argument. Ooh. How did he convince the the AI to be like, come get this free help? That's where things get weird. (laughs) Everything takes a turn at this point. So, the horse dick (laughs) then proceeds to tell this AI by the name of Loki. So, the horse dick is talking to Loki, right? (laughs) It says that it wasn't by happenstance that these aliens showed up. Yes, the aliens did find out about what happened, like where this planet was and that there was life on it from the derelict ship it found earlier, known as the Horn of Plenty. But that's not the main reason the aliens are Earthside because they've obviously, because the weird thing that was bothering the AI is this one ship, it's one, one big ship is fucking this whole ass planet up. Obviously, they have the firepower to destroy the whole ass planet if they wanted to, but they haven't. So that's what's driving it insane. And pair that with the reports it's getting from Johnson not being blown the fuck up because it wanted him. So that's driving this AI insane because it doesn't have the calculations to, to deal with that. You know, if this was an invasion, he could run simulations, he could find out numbers, fucking weapon power, do calculations, and try to find the best way to save as many people as possible. But now there are variables that aren't that don't make sense. So this purple dick coming up to Loki and saying, hey, there's more happening here than you know. Let me tell you why we're actually here. Why they're actually here, I should say. And that's when the entire fucking nugget gets exploded on the next episode of You, Me, and Lord. My man just ended the ep. Golly! Golly gee willikers, Batman. So in this episode, we we talked through the Spartans up to them getting their augmentations. We talked through the... What happened... The tragedy of the Horn of Plenty, which if you haven't figured it out by now, they didn't make it. (laughs) Sorry to break it to you. Um, We went through Sergeant Johnson's arrival onto, onto Harvest, as well as what's known as the first contact at this point. We also went over the Siege of Gladsheim and initiated the evacuation of Harvest. Next episode, we will go through... The second battle of Harvest. Basically everything prior to Gladsheim. We will also go into more of what the fuck this purple dick thing's talking about. And we will go through all the bureaucracy, which is everybody's favorite part of this podcast, (laughs) that comes with this revelation. Those are the guarantees. There are some other things that we will, that we might be able to go through. Maybe. We'll see. 
basically the next episode is going to be tying up loose ends and then moving on to the next big fucking section of info. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah just we me? just warming up. <laughs> Y'all, we're just, we're not, we're not even at the heavy stuff yet. We're still warming up. We're this is the longest stretch to the first workout. game. <laughs> <laughs> we're not even to the first game chronologically or by release date. <laughs> like neither of them. <laughs> Oh, but I mean, but well, but we're getting closer to um, and I, I do want to I want to clarify this with how, how what I say and, and how I mean it. We're getting closer to actually be talking a lot more about like the the Spartan ops, and I'm not talking yes. Halo Four. Um, <laughs> like we get to talk about you know like their first couple missions, so uh, that that'll be exciting. That'll be a, a good way to kind of feed it as we're getting closer and closer to Combat Evolved. You're, you're talking about the 25 years before the first... Because we still have 25 years until the first game comes out. Yeah, no, it dude, and they did a me. shit ton of missions back then. Yeah, you're going to be taking a lot of point on that one. I got all the AI shit. <laughs> that and the jackal, jackal, it's a jackal. Um, which is going to be every episode. Like, I now I can't stop. <laughs> I said it jokingly, and now <laughs> I can't stop. Dude, what movie is that from? <laughs> Which one? Jackal, jackal. It's a jackal. God damn it! I I love how I typed it in and it can't, bro. It's it's fucking Family Guy when they're playing charades. That's exactly. <laughs> that's exactly. Thank God. Here, I'm gonna send you the I'm gonna send you the link right now. Uh, oh, I, no, I just watched They're playing it. I just watched Pictionary. It. <laughs> I just watched it. God, thank God I have closure, oh dude. God. Oh, I have been saying that. that. I have been saying that for years. I had no idea where it came from, <laughs> but it was like ingrained in my brain. And I, <laughs> now I know it is a fucking bro. That's it's, wild. It's an eleven second bit. <laughs> Yo, shout outs to, uh, what's my man? <laughs> Can't think of dude, man, who uh, wrote Family Guy. What is the, wrong with me? The dude who fucking, uh, he's saying we saw your boobs and everybody got real upset about it. Bro, did you know that he used to date um, uh, Daenerys uh, Storm Dragon? First of her name. Ew, why? Breaker of Chains. <laughs> I've never found her attractive. I, yeah, yeah. You saw me on Facebook. I was pissing everybody off because really? I hated her. I hated her character from the jump. Bro. <laughs> and so the ending, to obviously, I felt thing. very validated with the way Game of Thrones ended. I'm one of the, like, seven people who are like, told you. Because <laughs> I fucking hated her. You, by the way, are, are we, we're, but we're, like, done done, right? <laughs> Because I'm gonna oh no no um recording. oh this is all in okay wow good. yeah we went on our final tangent last side quest but uh, <laughs> but yeah Ken dog do you got anything you want to say to the people before I close this the fuck out of here um thank you for sticking sticking this log into the episode when it was already over we appreciate you. <laughs> Yeah, special shout out. This one's for for you. 
Yay, you did it. But hey, be sure to check us out <laughs> next time on the next episode of You, Me, and Lore. And we'll try to be more organized next time. <laughs> Thanks for coming out, everybody. Later, y'all. Hey, bye. It's the blow-off episode. See y'all later. <laughs> <laughs> You, Me, and Lore is an original podcast written and produced by Brandon Weiner and Kenny Gomez. Sound and editing done by Brandon Weiner and Kenny Gomez. Intro composed and played by Achilles Amadasset. Transitions and outro played by Sam Gibbs. Both can be found at Fiverr.com. For inquiries, information, and feedback, please visit us on the You, Me, and Lore Facebook page or email us directly at youmeandlore at gmail.com. See you next week.